0: Triple M's The Real Football Show catch-up. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota. SA's number one Toyota dealer. It's 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. It's The Real Football Show with former Dundee and West Adelaide superstar Albie Kidd and Chris Titmar. Albie, I cannot believe this man's in Australia, to be honest. This is arguably the biggest name, the biggest football name to grace our shores, and he's in Perth this weekend for a very special game of football. Yeah, Brian
1: Robson, uh, that's uh, fantastic to have him on the show. What a legend he is of the, the world game, but uh, he's in Perth. That's unbelievable. He's, he's here to play in a legends game yep. against uh, a star-studded uh, Socceroos team, so uh, yep. really looking forward to speak to Rob on, uh, on the, the front
0: there. Alright, quick intro, of course, Captain Manchester United, more times than any other player. Captain England, 65 Five times he joins us now. Brian Robson, a very warm welcome to Triple M.
2: Good morning, both. Uh, pleasure to be uh, over in Australia, Craigie. I can see a little bit of sun, which you don't usually <laughs> see very much
0: in Manchester. No. Now, Brian, everyone ta- everyone associates you with Manchester United, but I mean, let's be honest, though. I mean, West Bromwich Albion, we taught you everything you know. Oh, surely. here we go. Uh, here surely. we go.
2: Yeah, I mean, in a way there, Chris, you, you're right. You, you know, I joined uh, West Brom when I was 13 as a schoolboy. Uh, and then I had um, eight great years, you know, from 16 to 24 before I moved to Manchester United. And uh, they did learn me great principles about the game. and that. So I had a good time. Uh, plus, I also married a West Bromwich girl. Um, I'm not sure whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, yeah. Actually, hey, Brian, I've got to tell you, the first time I ever went there, I was scared out of my brain. <laughs> it was a frightening place, actually.
2: I mean, they get very passionate about uh, the football around West Brom and Wolves, Aston Villa and Birmingham because there's so much rivalry in, in the city. Um, but uh, it's a good football city. Um, you, you know, they've got that many teams there. Um, so, you know, that was a good start for me. But then obviously, you know, when I went to Manchester United, uh, dreams came true you yeah. know when you start winning things and then playing for your country for sure
1: Brian you're here for a reason you're playing in a Legends game at uh, up in Perth there um, you're going to be the manager of the team they tell me with Frank Farina being the manager of the Socceroos but uh, tell me some of the players that you've got they tell me that Paul Scholes is here and Teddy Sheringham can you can you talk me through the team that you've got with you?
2: you know, Teddy uh, Teddy Sheringham he had to pull out because he, he had an operation on his knee uh, but that's nearly always the same, you know, when when the players are just getting past those, uh, you know, 35, 36 <laughs> age, you start getting uh, a few injuries and that. But it's not bad at all because normally when I, when I build a squad up like this, when we've played Bayern Munich and Real Madrid before, uh, you usually get maybe two or three lads, you know, have a problem with the ninja or whatever. But this one, we've only got Teddy who's dropped out. But we've still got people like Ronnie Johnson, Miguel Silvestre at the back, uh, Dennis Irwin, Dwight York are here again. Uh, but then uh, everybody likes to see some of the younger ones who've only just finished playing. And, you know, we've got Skolzi, Louis Saha here.
0: Gee, fantastic. Uh, you know,
2: so I've got quite a good lot of sort of like the older lads and lads who have just finished playing. Uh, so it should be an interesting game. But I was talking to a few of the Aussie boys there. Uh, last night, and I think they're just
0: a little bit younger than our boys. Brian, Brian, this is enormous for Australia, and I mean this, to have Louis Sahar and Paul Scholes and yourself and the like. That that is just a magnificent thing, and what a gesture for for these guys to come down here. Now, I was told a bit of a rumour yesterday, and I don't know if you can... Oh, hopefully you can confirm this. Do, Do you have a daughter living here in Adelaide?
2: Yeah, I think that's why it's strange to be up in Perth. I've been to this city once before, and it's a beautiful city. But uh, most years, well, for the last nine years, I, I always, when I visit Australia, I'm down Adelaide because my daughter trains racehorses down there. Uh, she married an Adelaide boy. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm usually down in Adelaide, not up here in Perth.
0: Well, this is getting better and better now. You, you can give us tips at the races as well. This is fantastic. <laughs>
2: Yeah, my daughter always says that she can give me good tips, but uh, I never seem to win any money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Brian, back to the soccer front. Uh, Look, you've played in some massive games, obviously, with the career that you've had, but uh, what's one of your most memorable matches that you've you've played in? And I guess why?
2: Uh, Well, I I think for me, because we won the European competition, I I thought it was one of the best games I've played for Man United. When we beat Barcelona in the European Cup Winners' Cup final in 1991, uh, you know, that stands out for me. Just, you know, winning the European trophy um, and the atmosphere and beating a great team because Barcelona proved that they were a great team at that time because they went on to win the Champions League the next year. Uh, You know, so that that was a great uh, game for me.
0: Can I ask you, you played with so many wonderful players during your time at Man United, also in England teams as well. And I just wonder if being a Manchester United player, you spoke earlier about the fact that it's a dream. You know, when you get to Old Trafford as a young man, it would be a dream come true. How much pressure, though, is there on a daily basis, and even now today, for for a young Manchester United player to live in the city, to walk around the streets? Because the fans are very demanding, aren't they? They absolutely want to win every single time.
2: Yeah, I mean, the demands and the expectations at the club are big but um, if you want to be a top player that's that's what you've got to try and achieve um, you you know you want to be in the game to enjoy it and entertain people but you also want to be a winner and if you want to play for man united then as a player you have to be a winner uh, because the club expect to win trophies every year yeah, so that is a high expectation but you know it's a one that most players who play for man u if they've got the right character, they, they love that challenge and that's why the club's always been successful.
1: Robo, you've been under um, a lot of good managers. Who stands out for you?
2: Uh, so Alex, um, has got to be probably the greatest club manager there's ever been. You know, to achieve what he achieved with Aberdeen and then to move on to Manchester United and win the trophies he, he did with Man United over that many years and, Rebuild teams, uh, you know, Salix obviously stands out uh, above uh, all managers, even though, you know, I, I've played with some great managers like Sir Bobby Robson and Ron Atkinson, uh, you know, they were all great managers in their own right, but you know, Salix, um, you know, his reputation and his record stands out on its own.
1: Robo, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions on uh, transfer fees these, these days and uh, players' wages and that type of stuff. Now, I'm the same age as you, identical, and I know the sort of money that I earn as a fo- as a former professional football player. And uh, looking at the people like Tevez uh, earning a million dollars, American dollars a week, it's just went ballistic, is not it?
2: Well, it is, but, you know, it's, Sky TV and the exposure that football gets throughout the world, you know, that's the way it's moved on. Um, you know, and the players are very fortunate to be playing a game that they love to play and probably would play even if they, they didn't make it where they can earn this vast amount of money. So I'm never sort of a c- cynical old pro who sort of gets jealous of that, you know, good luck to the boys, uh, The are fortunate to be in the position that they are. Um, but if the you know, the demand is there to, to watch the game throughout the world, and the, the revenue is there where you've got to pay these players, uh, you, you know, big money. Uh, good luck to them. But, you know, I always like to think that hopefully they, they respect that and they know how lucky they are to be playing the game and earning that type of money, uh, you know, and look after the family, but give something back to football because of that and back to the community.
1: Brian, we had a segment on the show a couple of weeks back there um, with the best 11 players and we all had a, a chore to do there to put our best 11 players. I'm very interested to hear what your, what your best player is of all time globally.
2: Um, I, I think best globally was probably Maradona. Uh, just in the sense that you know people say about Ronaldo and Messi and that now. But I, I don't think they had to put up with as much as somebody like the Maradona, because with Maradona, uh, cynical tackles were still in the game, and you, you could get away with, uh, you know, in, in being brutally honest, like kicking the, the real good, uh, skillful players. And uh, Maradona had to put up with that. Where I think now the rules in the in the game and what the referees have to do, they've got to protect the skillful players and you can't get away with as much as what you could in the 70s and the 80s. Um, but that's why I think Maradona won the World Cup, uh, you, you know, and he was the key player to win the World Cup in Mexico. Um, and that's why I, I just put him ahead of people like Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, right,
0: fair enough. What about at Man United? Can I ask you rather than just one? What if there were what if there were 3 players that you wanted to have alongside you in the team at Man United? Who were, who were who were the players that you enjoyed during your time there?
2: Well, I, I think they all had great careers at United, the one roads, uh the great professionals, good lads. Um, so if I had to pick out 3, it would be you know Keane, Giggsy um, just yeah. because of their careers and you know what they achieved uh, at the time at Manchester United.
0: Was Cantona close? Would he be in your top half a dozen?
2: Yeah, Eric would be. But you, you know the thing about Eric is that he was a great player and um, had this great presence. But I, I think he came to Man United right at the right time. You know where we had a really strong team which Sir Alex had built up over five, six years. We just started winning things. And then we had all these great young players coming through the uh, youth system. And, um, you know, and Eric was really helpful with those young boys to, yep. you know, help them go along and build the careers that, that they built. Uh, so, you know, so uh, yeah, Eric would be right up there. But, you know, there's a lot of players who I haven't actually mentioned there yeah. uh, who were all great players.
1: Yeah. Robo. Uh- Peter Reid, I know he was a good mate of yours. Uh, I remember seeing the airport. We we were on a don't were on a tour to America, and we we met you in the airport. You were uh, you're having a good time with Peter Reid there. Um, but a good question would be for the for the listeners of uh, Triple M: Who's your best three mates in football?
2: My um, best three mates who I stay in touch with all the time: um, Gordon McQueen, uh, big Scottish centre half who I played with the Manchester United. Uh, My family and their family stay in touch. Uh, Steve Bruce, uh, I I still go for a bite to eat and a drink with Brucey. Brilliant. Um, The other one's quite difficult. Yeah, I mean, really, I always have gone really well with Peter Reid and that, and uh, we have got on really well over the years. Seems as though, you know, we always played against each other.
1: Final question uh, for you, Robo. Uh, Mourinho and see the man, the manager to, t- to lead the club back to winning uh, the silverware that uh, Man United man is accustomed to winning?
2: Yeah, so, you, you know, you look at him, he won the charity shield at the start, uh, you know, they've just won the uh, League Cup, um, they're still going strong uh, as far as the Europa Cup's concerned and challenging for the fourth place. I think he's definitely improved us with the signings that he's made, uh, they've been solid, Signings and people say, well, it was a lot of money, but you, you know, I, I, I've seen before where people have a lot of money and they don't particularly spend it wisely. I think he's definitely improved this. I think he he's got to know the players. He's got the right system at the moment, and you know, you take away the Chelsea game, and they've been on a terrific run um, of late. I think they've lost two in the last 29 games, something like that. It is. So if it can keep that going to the end of the season and try and win the Europa Cup, then you know, that'll be a great season for United getting back into the Champions League and hopefully then he he can build us again in the summer and really challenge for the title next year.
0: Fantastic. Brian, it is very, very good of you to take our call. I know you get asked to do many, many interviews and appearances. So just thank you so much. I cannot believe that you and that team that you've put together are actually in Australia. It's it's going to be such an honour for all the Perth people to go out and see it. So good luck. Enjoy your time here. And I hope we see you in Adelaide again soon when you're here to visit your daughter. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thanks very much. It's been a pleasure to come on this morning. Thank you.
1: Cheers, Robbo. Pleasure, mate.
0: Triple M's The Real Football Show Catch-Up, Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota, SA's number one Toyota dealer.